0: hey guys and welcome to the sixth edition of the storm of the south radio show here on 91.9 the buzz wvgs here in Statesboro, Georgia, and also on SoundCloud. If you're listening to the podcast edition, this is James Braswell here rocking the mic alongside my good friend, Jordan Tony. Jordan, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. You know, it may be hot outside, but I can assure everyone listening at home that we are freezing in here.
0: Freezing. <laughs> it's like Antarctica. Worse. We're in a parker right now. <laughs> anyway, we are here on, you know, the eve before a tormenta fc match
1: i can feel it in the air
0: and we're pretty excited because this one is going to be a spectacular one there's lots of reasons we've talked about it earlier this one you know for the most part this is lots of factors going in this is a state in-state rivalry match against peachtree city moba and also you know we got the georgia state final four cup going on here that weekend as well. Busy I mean, weekend. It's going to be a great weekend of soccer here in Statesboro. Let me repeat that. Soccer here in Statesboro. I mean...
1: Don't adjust your radio dials. You're hearing that correctly.
0: I mean, we know, we know Torment FC has been around a while, but I think for a lot of people, we're still kind of getting used to the fact that there's going to be, you know, soccer outside of Georgia Southern soccer mm. here in Statesboro, I think that's, you know, that's one of the fantastic things that are going on right now. Um, so we'll kind we'll go look into that a little bit more. But first off, we're going to do a little bit of a preview about this Friday's matchup against the Peachtree City MOBA. So, Jordan, let's go through what's our analysis looking like here in the lab.
1: All right. So I've been looking at a lot of tape. Not really. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, the big difference, you know, because both teams are new. You know that's that's something everybody knows going into this. But despite being new, Peachtree City Moba has definitely played uh, a lot more games than Tormenta FC has. Absolutely, they played five games. They even participated in the preseason for PDL. So I think that's something that you you know you can't let intimidate you if you're a player of Tormenta. You know they may. They may have played more games than you have, but at the same time, they're also allowing two goals a game. So I think the the big thing that needs to happen is I think Tormenta just needs to be on that constant attack. I mean, you know, we talked about last week how they need to work on possession. I think if the possession issues are uh, resolved and we have a just a constant stream of shots on goal, then I definitely think you're going to see a Tormenta win here.
0: yeah yeah. i think some of the things we got to look at for this upcoming matchup is number one like we said it's an in-state rivalry or the the beginning of one at least um you know both these teams both being created uh for this season so both these teams playing in their uh first season um jordan already pointed out the big thing that kind of sticks out to a lot of people is that Peachtree city moba has already played five games you know All of them on the road, and this next one, you know, it's going to feel more like a home game, but still a road game for Peachtree City MOBA. Their first home game is going to be this next one coming up after this one against the Carolina Dynamo. I mean, that's going to be a tough matchup over at Stars Mills High School. No, for sure. Um, so I think that's a big thing that sticks out, you know. These guys have been on the road. They're really tired. You know, this is going to be one of the first times we... That they, you know, I guess... I want to say get the rest up a little bit they're in home they're in the state of Georgia but still you know they got there's still a lot on their plate so it's gonna be looking you know pretty decent I think you know I think we're gonna be seeing you know good showing from both of these teams if you look at you know some of the head-to-head they have one opponent in common between the two and that's the Tri-City Otters um, that was Tormenta FC's first ever opponent uh, Tri-City Otters also an expansion team uh, this year, so I mean, the uh, Southeast Division itself has three expansion teams right there um, on the dot. Uh, Torments FC, their first opponent, uh, they tied it up at no goals apiece, um, but between Peachtree City MOBA and, Tor- and excuse me, the uh, Tri-City Otters, uh, Peachtree City MOBA ended up getting the win out of them 2-1 being MOBA's only victory so far on the season right now, Tree City MOBA is 1-4-0 and and on the season. Got one win, four losses, and no ties. So, it's going to be really interesting. One of the things I always say about these types of matches is you don't know how it's going to go. No, oh, no. Ever. You know, in any sort of rivalry match. I mean, looking back over towards December, do you think anybody would have suspected that Georgia State would have came in and beat Georgia Southern 34-7 too soon. Over. Too soon. Oh, sorry, man. I was, uh, I'm. I'm just trying to draw in comparisons here, and everything It's like you don't know <laughs> what to expect in rivalry games. I'm always sitting at the edge of my seat for every Falcons versus Saints game, because it doesn't matter what the record is, it's gonna be a tight game, mm-hmm. no matter how it goes. Um, so I I think that's what we're having to look at here is like you can you can look at Peachtree City's one four record, you can look at. Uh, the lack of games that we have done so far, we're 0-1-1, but still, it's you know we're still trying to find our identity. So you can really only play boss by, by so much. So I think that's what we have to look at right now is you know look at for what it is is being an in-state rivalry. And you know for Tormenta FC fans, you got hope for the best. You know we're still looking, you know for that first victory, and I think I think we'll get it. Oh, I agree. Jordan already said he thinks we're going to get it. Well, and you
1: know, the thing is, I think the big thing that uh, Peachtree City has to watch out for is that, you know, Tormenta still has not had their first goal yet of, you know, of, of franchise history.
0: And we're still looking for it. We're hungry.
1: That's right. And, you know, we talked about this last week how huge the crowd is going to be at this game tomorrow. And all I know is if Peachtree City gives up the first Tormenta goal in franchise history, then those fans are just gonna be louder than usual. Because they were already loud. They're gonna be louder than usual, and I just don't think Peachtree City will be able to compete with that.
0: Well, it's not only they're gonna be louder, I think there's just gonna be more in, you know, attendance as well. Yep, like we true. saw last week, you know, people already have their eyes open. There's been numerous articles, you know, written about, you know, Tormenta FCs. 3,000 member attendance, total number being 3,105 people on record. Um, there's already been articles written about it. There's lots of people, a lot of higher-ups within the PDL. Really impressed with that tense number. And I think it's going to with what's happening, you know, one being an in-state uh, rivalry and the other one, you know, the big event, the Georgia State Cup Final Four coming through. I think, you know, like we said earlier, I already, I'm already predict, predicting 5,000. I said it last week and I'm going to stick by it. There's going to be over 5,000 people in attendance here in Statesboro, Georgia, over at Irk Russell Athletic Park.
1: You know, James, I always go bold.
0: You do? I always go bold. Always.
1: I'm going to go a little bit bolder than 5,000. Really? 6,500.
0: 6,500. 6,500. That is a number.
1: 6,500.
0: That I, I, is quite I, I hope enough. you're ready,
1: Tormenta, because the crowd's coming. Right. Sixty-five hundred. That's my, that's my bold prediction. You're, of the week. you're
0: going double and beyond a little bit from you know last week. I think that's really bold, Jordan. You know what the highest ever attended game was for last year? I'll go over last year's attendance total. You know what the highest attended game last year was for what? For a PDL game. Uh, what was that? It was. Eight th- over eight thousand people, okay about eight thousand five hundred, I believe, right. like right around that ballpark.
1: I have another bold prediction. Then. Go ahead. By the end of the season. By the end of the season, Tormenta will beat that number. Oh wow! Yep. you uh, I- I'm feeling bold today. I'm fe- It's a good day. I'm feeling good.
0: <laughs> that is quite the number you have going on. I, I'm- I don't know if we'll get that number. I, I would love to go to that number. I- I'm trying to think accommodation wise. You know. They you can know,
1: stay at my place. They can right.
0: stay, oh, I'm <laughs> talking about I'm talking about Irk Russell, Affleck Park itself. You know, you know, they're, they're already having to bring in stands. You know, you're I think you're and you're already having people like, you know, staying around the
1: track yeah. and everything. It's it's all right. They, you know, they can sit on each other's shoulders <laughs> piggyback style. It, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to make it work. But fans, I don't like being wrong. So make it happen. When there's a will, there's a way. That's Right. People will do anything for Tormenta and you're going to see that.
0: So, and if you're over at the Tormenta FC game on Friday, you'll see me walking around, you know, I'm gonna be handing out some tickets to some lucky folks that are walking around, you know, the stadium. So if you haven't purchased your tickets yet- How dare you. If you haven't yet, you know, (laughs) shame on you, but you'll have a chance at redemption to where you may not have to buy a ticket because good old Uncle Braswell's gonna be on your side and he's gonna get you some tickets. He's gonna get you some, you know, general admission tickets. Over towards you, you, can sit anywhere in the stands that you know they're the good old price of free, that's right. And you can't get any better than free as a
1: college student, it's my favorite
0: price. Uh, it's everybody's favorite price, <laughs> but yeah, I will have three tickets available for people. So, three tickets. I'll be walking, like I said, I'll be walking around. I'll just come up to you and be like, Hey, you want a ticket? and I'll just give you a ticket. I mean, it's pretty that simple. Easy. It's I'm that easy. I'm, I'm, I'm a very generous fellow, you don't have to do any. You don't have to do too many hoops i may have to, i may get you to answer a question or two i may, I may throw some pop quizzes over at you but I'm, I'm feeling i might feel a little generous and just you know hand off the ticket to you so we'll see how everything goes over in that department but let's also look at the other big event going on this weekend as well because we already talked about it a little bit the georgia state cup final four um this is the second year in a row that's been hosted here in Statesboro, Georgia. So it's, I, I guess, one of the big things, you know, looking at it, I'm, I'm kind of curious if that big, you know, pop in soccer when we hosted it last year, because there was a bunch of people that attended. I'm not going to lie. I remember last year's attendance being huge. We hosted games over at Erk Russell Athletic Park, some of the more highlighted games. And then there was also tournaments being played over at the Rack Fields, over at, at yeah, like I said, over at the Rack Fields, you know. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing, you know, they're going to kind of expand on that a little bit. I'm guessing, I'm thinking there might be some hosted at the clubhouse soccer fields because they got a couple of soccer fields out over that way as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if I saw any on that end over there. I'm not sure, quite sure. Um, but, you know, I think it's fantastic. Um, we're able to bring soccer here over in Statesboro. And I got kind of, I'm kind of curious over myself. I'm, I've always wondered if, if, that was one of the reasons you know that last year's big pop of uh soccer fans coming in if that was one of the reasons why uh darren decided that he wanted to bring in tormenta fc oh, yeah,
1: definitely you know one thing i really like about the tournament happening this weekend is that you know uh all these all these people participating in the tournament will be able to see tormenta play on friday night and it's just one of those things that you know when you have goals it's almost helpful to see them like to see other people be able to achieve them and i think that's what you see with tormenta you know i mean we have a wider range of uh of ages on the tormenta team as we'll find out later in today's show and um i just i really like how they're going to be able to see tormenta play and you know see that soccer no matter what country you're in no matter what region you're in you know is starting to have a following everywhere
0: absolutely i think it's one the you know we talked about last week you know we saw soccer's growing here in the state of georgia you got you know you've already had the atlanta silverbacks you know georgia revolution but you're also seeing coming next year atlanta united you see two uh what was i going to say yeah two uh expansion franchises for the premier development league in Peachtree City, moba Mo- Mo- and Tormenta fc and you know we're starting we're starting to see a really big rise in popularity you know i i think it's one of the you know, I think it's a great thing when I get to see people tailgating for a game over for Torment FC. Like I said, three, I think I saw at least three groups going out and tailgating right before last Saturday's game. Or this, excuse me, the Saturday before that's game. Um, So I think I think that's the thing to look at, you know. We're seeing soccer grow, and I think that's fantastic. And I think people should enjoy that, like it, and, you know, do what you want with it. But I think soccer, you know, is going to grow. It's here to stay. Um, you're seeing, you're starting to see Tormenta FC. You know, one of the big things that Tormenta FC did once uh, they were created, one of their owners is Jeremy Avon, who's one of the owners of the Savannah Storm Academy. And what they're starting to do over there now is everything's starting to go under the Tormenta FC brand name. So it's no longer, you know, Savannah, you know, Academy. Uh, you know it's more of a like a tormenta fc academy really and you know you see a lot of people do that you'll start having their own academies uh where you're starting to see these age groups kind of being molded developed and set up and now we're starting to see tormenta fc now having their own academy and you know in partnership You know, taking the mold they already had from Savannah Storm Academy. And basically, it's even, it's, they're not having to start from scratch, which I think is a cool thing. They're really just, it's really just a rebranding almost as a partnership. And I think that's fantastic when you're able, not only what we talked about last week, you know, with the Statesboro community, but also what we're seeing with the Savannah community as well, Jordan.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's one of the big things that happens over in the Premier League of soccer over in England is that, um you have these kids that are in these academies and those are eventually your, your future players because i mean they have they've been they've been molded to fit what your team is looking for the style of team you know the style of play that your team does so the fact that Tormenta fc is already getting that right from the beginning is just going to speak huge and I, you know it's one of those things where you're not going to see it's you know it's almost like compared to a college football team where you know sometimes you have good recruiting classes you have bad recruiting classes when you're able to mold players from such a young age to the way you want them to play then you're never going to have a dip like that. You're going to have consistent, strong uh, play.
0: So, and you're, not, and you're not only, you know, we're starting to see uh, with our next guest, James Brighton, who's going to be coming on for our uh, second segment. He's going to be one more guest. He's the uh, youngest player in the PDL right now at the age of 16. But, you know, he came from, you know, the Savannah Storm Academy. You know, they were able before, and you know, before, you know, the merger and everything between Torment FC and Savannah Storm, um, you know, Savannah Storm Academy was able to mold him into the player he was. And I'll go ahead and, you know, spoil a little bit what's going on a little bit. But, you know, he's he's uh, not only the youngest player in the PDL being a part of Tormenta FC, but he's also part of the Olympic developmental program, you know, being able to be developed to be, you know, a future Olympian as well. So, you know, it's not that, you know, they're developing him for Torment FC as well, but they're also developing him for their future as athletes, whether they're playing in the Olympics or whether you know they're playing in Major League Soccer or any other uh, league that's European or you know whether country or continent you want to play on. So I think that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Alright, so I think we're going to wrap it up here with our opening segment. It's probably our longest opening segment we've had so far. We're, a lot to say. We're, we have a lot to say. We're rambling on over here. So when we come back, like we said, we'll have James Brighton popping on the show. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself you know and in his experience playing with savannah storm academy and also with torment fc you're listening here on 91.9 the buzz wvgs and also on soundcloud for the podcast form Hey guys and welcome back to this sixth iteration of the storm of the south radio show here on 91.9 the buzz wbgs and also on soundcloud for the podcast form this is james braswell here and right now we are sitting here in uh, over the phone over with tormenta fc player james brighton james how you doing good how are you i'm doing pretty well just uh, you know it's a pretty relaxing day you know so, from my understanding, you just got done with practice. How was uh, how practice going? Everything today?
2: I did. Uh, it was a great practice. Guys okay, were hard, and
0: uh, we're ready to go. Yeah, good to hear, my friend. You know, you got, uh, you got several games coming up on here, and Not only on Friday with Tormenta FC, but also uh, with the uh, Final Four coming up as well with uh, the uh, 99 Black team. Is that correct? Uh, that is, yes. Yeah. So. I was gonna. So you're having to do all. You're, you're having to do a lot, you know, as a 16 year old. And for you guys who don't know, uh, James is 16 years old. He is the youngest player in the Premier Development League. So I mean, that's something, you know, really outstanding right there. So I got, I got a question. Are you in high school? Like, are you like in a, a regular high school? Are you homeschooled or anything? Like, wh- what are you? Like I was saying, are you traditional high school or are you
2: homeschooled? Um. Well, it's kind of a traditional high school. Uh, you go to high school like you would any other, but the difference is that you go only until about 1 o'clock every afternoon, and then you uh, you get out and you go play your sport. So it's a high school for athletes. So and, is this
0: through like the IMG Academy, or where is yeah. it out of?
2: Yes, it's much like that.
0: Okay. So... How, how is it, having how is it um you know, having to play, you know, that style, I guess, of high school? Is there um, any sort of stresses with that or anything, having to, you know, do, you know, all this high school work, but at the same time, I guess it's, I guess it almost, you know, it'd be like having to be like a college almost, where you're having to take these classes and then, you know, you know, focus a little bit more on the sport you're playing and everything, I would have to guess.
2: Uh, it's very much like that. uh. Couldn't tell you from college experience, because I'm only a rising junior in high school, but I I got to keep up with my school kind of away from class, um, kind of try to keep my grades up and just work really hard and study on my own um, to kind of keep my grades up and keep up with everyone else since I'm focusing so much on Tormenta. Yeah.
0: So, and you're not only with Tormenta FC, you know, playing, you know, Meyer league uh, soccer, but you're also... A part of the Olympic Developmental Program. Can you tell us what the uh, a little bit about the ODP and what that's all about?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, you have a. I mean, there's state teams. So for every state, uh, you have a different a different team of 18 guys. And there's kind of multi stages that you have to to make. Uh, so first, you make your state team, and then there's a event that combines all of the southeast region, and they took a, a team of 18 guys from there uh, to go on an international trip. And I was recently selected, and I just got back from Argentina about a month ago. So it's a it's great experience and gets you really, really good exposure.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about it because you like you just said, you just got back from Argentina, you know, playing that, that big uh, – it was a championship game you guys were playing in, Correct. It was, yes. Yeah, so besides Argentina and everything, you know, what is what is that experience like, you know, getting to play in these high-level uh, competitions, you know, as a teenager, as a 16-year-old?
2: Well, it's really an unreal experience. Uh, I just try to take it all in. I really kind of came to terms with the opportunity I was given. And, you know, I thank, you know, the ownership staff and my coach Ben every day because, me being such a young guy, taking it all in with Tormenta, and uh, and then being able to to go overseas and play a little bit—it's just—it's unreal, and it's it's kind of like a dream that I haven't woken up from quite yet.
0: So you said all right. So you already said you've already gone to Argentina and everything. You know, where are some other uh, interesting places uh, you've gone to go? So I know you've had to go both domestically and internationally to mm-hmm. some of these competitions.
3: Yeah, I've been to Costa Rica twice,
2: and I've also been to Holland.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So you get to play for the ODP, and you also get to play for Tormenta FC. And like we said earlier, you're also playing for the 99 uh, boys black team, uh, which is going to be playing in this weekend's Final Four. Um, is there a noticeable transition when you're having to play with the ODP team and then also playing with the uh, 99 uh Black team as well. What, what what are some notice? Is there any sort of noticeable key differences uh, in style or any sort of transitions you have to go
2: through? Um, it's more mindset, really. Uh, you know, going from a a training field on, with Tormenta with guys that are you know twenty three to twenty six years old, uh, and then kind of being in such a high level environment with guys that are bigger, faster, uh, much more experienced kind of switching to, uh, you know, kind of same speed, but no one's quite as big or quite as fast. And, you know, you just kind of got to switch your mind and say, I'm going to train just as hard as I do with Tormenta as I am with my Storm 99 boys team or my ODP team.
0: So being able to play with Tormenta FC right now, what what are some things you're enjoying about being able to play for a minor league team? What are some things you enjoy about, you know, the coaching, the uh, franchise itself? Uh, can you tell us what's your overall experience been so far with Tormenta?
2: Well, it's been, it's been unreal. Uh, the ownership staff, Dan and and Misha and Heidi Jeffers, they did a great job just getting the whole community behind our team and getting fans out to the games and getting the support. And, uh, for me, the greatest thing I could take away is just learning from the older guys uh, that I'm playing with. They've had, you know, some of them have had, have had 10 years more experience than I have, and it's just it's a great opportunity for me to watch them, guys who've played at you know the highest level that uh, you can reach, and kind of like learn from them and and you know develop my game based on kind of what they're doing. It's been it's been great.
0: So when you've been growing up and everything, um, is there any soccer players that you really tried to idolize yourself towards, like try to base your play style towards or anything like that?
2: Uh, My two idols, I guess you could say, were Ronaldinho from Brazil and Cristiano Ronaldo from Portugal. Uh, Those are my two favorite players ever and probably will be for all time. Awesome. So
0: right now I'm seeing that you're verbally committed to Clemson University. Um, I, what, what were some of the, uh, what yeah. went, went into making that decision process with the verbal commitment?
2: Uh, well, Clemson is, uh, they big, their big time ACC school, ACC. It's, it's the most competitive soccer that you can get in college. And, uh, they just got off of, uh, being runner up in the national championship. And I was, uh, recruited by them, uh, this past fall and winter. And, uh, they have they have great resources and their coaching staff is uh, phenomenal and I feel like I want to play in the MLS someday and uh, the the big time ACC school is going to give me there the fastest.
0: Awesome. Well, seems like you're right now on the way you know on that path based on being able to be part of the ODP teams, Tormenta FC, and now right now being verbally committed to Clemson. That is awesome. So before we leave today, there's a, we wanted to do one thing. Uh, we like usually playing like a game or some sort of trivia with our guests who come on. Uh, so this week we decided to do a true and false quiz uh, based on what you can do at the age of 16 in England. You think you're up for the challenge? Sure, I'm ready. Awesome. So with the first one, true or false, you can buy fireworks at the age of 16 in England. Uh, false. False. That is correct. You have to be 18 years old to buy fireworks in England. Question number two. At the age of 16, you are allowed to join the armed forces. True. That is correct. You have to have parental consent, but you are allowed to join the military at 16. Question three. At the age of 16, you are able to donate blood. False. That is correct. Three for three so far. Very impressive. You have to be 17 in order to donate blood in England. Question number four. At the age of 16, you are allowed to drink alcohol. False. That is incorrect. You are allowed to drink alcohol at the age of 16. You just have to be 18 to purchase alcohol over in England. So right now, three for four. Question number five. At the age of 16, you are allowed to vote in local and general elections. False. Correct. You have to be 18 to vote in those elections. Question number six. You have to be 16 in order to adopt a child. False. Correct. You have to be 21. Question number seven. You are able to get married at the age of 16. True or false? True. Correct. Parental consent once again, but you are able to get married at the age of 16. So far, you've only missed one, I believe. So. Six for seven so far, receiving and keep it up. Alright, number eight. True or false, you are able to fly a hang glider at the age of 16? False. That is incorrect. At the age of 16, you are able to fly a hang glider. Number nine. True or false, you can get a tattoo at the age of 16?
2: True.
0: That is correct. Uh, excuse me, that is false. That is false. You have to be 18 to get that tattoo so right now you're sitting at six for nine let's see if you can get this last one and get the passing grade true or false you're able to sell scrap metal at the age of 16. true correct that is absolutely correct so that gives you a seven out of ten we'll call that a passing grade here over at the storm in the south radio show james it's been a pleasure having you on today
2: thank you great Good job you. and
0: that was james brighton the 16-year-old phenom for Tormenta FC. The kid's going to go places, I can definitely tell you that. So when we come back, we're going to be having a couple more guests come on, you know, be able to talk to some other people, we'll talk about, you know, sports here on 91.9 The Buzz, WVGS, and also on SoundCloud. <laughs> Welcome back to this iteration of the Storm of the South Radio Show here on 91.9 The Buzz WVGS and also on SoundCloud for the podcast form. Uh, we are so graciously welcomed here on the show by Eric Quintana, who's going to be broadcasting the Final Four games for the Georgia State Cup. Eric, how you doing?
4: Doing great, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. Hey,
0: no man, it's uh, you know it's great having you on. You know, <laughs> Eric. Uh, not only is going to be broadcasting the uh, Final Four games this weekend on uh, the YouTube live stream, but he also is a host of the uh, Mouth of the South podcast, which you can find on Sports Blog Nation. So you know Eric has a lot of insight when it comes to you know not only you know Georgia soccer, but you know a lot of the soccer functions that are going on uh, you know around the world and stuff like that. So. Eric, what are some things you can tell us about you know this weekend's Final Four matchups that fans and you know listeners who are kind of listening in for the first time? What should they be expecting uh, for this weekend?
4: Uh, well, I know we have some really good matchups going up against uh, some of the U nineteen teams. Um, we're doing four of those game, or sorry, two of those games for those teams, and those are some of the guys that have gone off to college and are back with their club teams, and they're going to play. Uh, in this tournament together, which is good because um, you know it gives you a sense of what the talent is like. You know, I'm actually doing some prep work right now, and you 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 get a sense of where these kids are going to college, uh, what kind of talent Georgia already has, and uh, you, you know you look towards building off that and kind of evolving and making the South, specifically Georgia, but the South one of those untapped markets for you know especially some of these MLS teams, especially Atlanta United. Um, you know, you look at some of the the talent that there already is in Georgia, and uh, you're kind of taken aback at the fact that, you know, every every player I'm going down is is at a pretty decent school uh, when it comes to soccer. Um, some of them stayed local. Some of them have gone, gone away. Uh, we have uh, a few Oglethorpe guys. Uh, Furman, which I know is not that far. Uh, you know, Elon University, Young Harris College, which is local. Um, you know, you got – a bunch of kids that stayed around to play soccer, and it just shows how much they love the sport. So, we've got two U19 games uh, that we're going to broadcast. I think those are later in the evening uh, for Saturday. Um, we're doing a, a U17 girls match um, Concord Fire Soft Black and NASA Girls uh, 17 Elite. And then we're doing a what is this U U16 boys. I think we're doing two of those. And, and then it goes all the way to U14. I believe we're doing one of those. But uh, it just, you know, it, I think the great thing about doing broadcasts like these and then be able to, you know, put it on YouTube and, and have you know, some kind of a live stream on there is it just goes to show how the demand to be able to keep up with, you know, youth soccer in Georgia and the, uh, the just the dedication from Georgia soccer to, to, to really get the sport out there and, and grow it as much as they can.
0: Absolutely, you know. And you know, I think we've seen, like, a really big emergence in soccer in the state of Georgia, you know. Uh, this is the second year, as you know, that Statesboro is gonna be hosting the final four. You broadcasted that game last year. Yeah. Um what what did you think about Statesboro last year, uh, when you came
4: down? Uh to be honest, we didn't get to see a lot of it. We we did get to go to the uh I forget what it was called, but it was the kind of the, the gathering, the social gathering, uh on Friday night where they have all the players I think it's called the clubhouse. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, um, we went there and we had a lot of fun and we got to meet some of the players that uh, we were going to broadcast the games for the next day. And uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to go to that this year, but Brandon will definitely be there uh, tomorrow night. And, um, uh, you know, we're just looking forward to, to getting to do this again. I know we had a lot of fun last year. We did a lot of games on Saturday, and I don't think it's going to be as heavy as... Um, uh, it's not going to be as heavy this year, I don't think, or at least the games are going to be as lopsided. Let's put it that way. We're expecting uh, some more competitive games um, this year. I think we had one seven nothing game last year, I believe, which was kind of hard to broadcast from from uh, two guys that you know re- we're relatively new to the whole broadcasting thing, and and not relatively, but it, you know, we're, it's definitely we're not pros. So uh, you know, be, calling a seven a nothing game last year. Uh, as much fun as it was, it, it got a little difficult, um, just because we had to come up with a lot of fill in content with, uh, with 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 some, for some teams that we didn't really know a lot about. But this year, um, it's uh, it, we've got we've got everything organized a lot better. We, we've learned from uh, our mistakes from last year, and uh, you know we're 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 looking forward to it. I think that uh, in terms of the city itself, it, I, I remember thinking that the field was perfect, the weather was perfect. Uh, it could not have gone better in terms of the entire tournament. Um, it, it was fantastic. We got to see uh, the the, tr- the trophy presentation uh, last year for the U19 team that won it, um, and it, it was just it was a great time. It was a well put together tournament, and I, you know I, I congratulate Georgia Soccer for being able to do it two years in a row uh, in Statesboro, and, and congratulate Statesboro for being able to host it.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's not only, you know, being able to host it, but, you know, also the, the addition of Tormenta to FC, I think that's one of the big things that we're seeing, like the big growth in soccer, not only in players, but also in clubs as well. Uh, you know, the expansion franchises with Tormenta to FC and then also with Peachtree City MOBA. And then, like you talked about earlier, Atlanta United coming in 2017. I mean, in your opinion, what's been one of the driving factors with the growth of soccer here in the state of Georgia?
4: Uh, I, I think it's the addition of these pro teams. Um, I know that um, the Silverbacks have been there, been here for a while. I understand, that. And, I, and I think uh, you know people that don't follow the Silverbacks are all, that are all of a sudden following either Atlanta United or some of the other local teams. They get a lot of slack because, um, or they get a lot of flack because they, you know, Silverbacks have always been there, yet their support has always been um, rather small. Uh, But I think, you know, the inclusion of Tormenta, the inclusion of a Peachtree MOBA, um, the inclusion, you know, with Atlanta United, I think Atlanta United might be the big reason, but it's not to take away from what Tormenta or or Peachtree are doing. Um, But now there's a lot more awareness of the soccer that is in Georgia. Um, It is a booming sport in in the state, and it's been booming for a while. So it's, it's a number of things, but I think the, 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 Growth and the pop-up of these new teams have, if nothing else, brought a lot of awareness to the soccer culture in the entire state of Georgia. Um, you know, we, we at Dirty South Soccer we do the uh, the uh, I forget what it's called the Youth Roundup. I believe I, I yep. forget exactly what, the, what it, but we basically cover the all the, as much youth soccer as we can. Um, in a weekly report, at the very least, I think the developmental academies we, we cover. And, uh, you know, that just goes to show how much dedicate, how much demand there is to know about these kids, especially who might make the, the pro ranks uh, in the future uh, or just the college, just, just to see who goes to college and plays at, the, at the, the collegiate level. I mean, that that's a big part of it, too. Um, not everyone's going to go pro, so it's good to see. That you know Georgia can you know can can provide uh, really good quality players to colleges around the
2: southeast.
0: Awesome, yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, one of the bigger things that I saw that I know Jordan was also surprised as well as sitting over here with me in the studio is I've never seen anybody actually go out and tailgate for soccer like in my entire life. <laughs> and sitting here over in Statesboro, Georgia, a couple weeks ago, I see three groups of people you know going out. You know, setting up barbecues, drinking beers, having tents set up right before the game, and it just blew my mind out of anything.
4: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a common thing now. I mean, you, you see even with, uh, for example, tomorrow on Friday, uh, you know, Atlanta, the Atlanta Outlaws. And I know they've done this for a while, and I know it's a different different environment with the U.S. Men's National Team. But you're gonna where they're gonna have a big watch party there, and uh, you know we'll be there broadcasting live from from. From a red brick brewing, and uh, that in a sense is one big tailgate uh, throughout the entire game. Um, you know, when when the teams come here, I, you know, American always do a good job of of supporting uh, the national team, and uh, you know, even you look at the Silverbacks and how they've been able to, uh, you know, even even dropping down to NPSL, how they've been able to uh, continue that support, continue those tailgates, continue you know, just being a supporters group. And uh, you know really really supporting their their, their team that way. Um, it's a great you know I went to uh, I went to Columbus last year for the I guess the group stage part of the tournament and I was kind of amazed how many people were there. not only it wasn't just parents but just fans of, of, of youth soccer in general. and you have people cooking out and stuff like that. so it''s it's, it's a sport that's being recognized more as not just, you know the the boring sport that you know the, the Europeans like to play or watch. It's it's becoming very much American, and now tailgates have you know tailgates have been their you know tailgates are a big part of all of soccer. But um, you know it, it's starting to become more recognized and and more accepted as a you know something as like a like a family outing, for example, um, more across Georgia and more across. As time goes on, well, I I imagine we'll see that just improve. Absolutely. So one
0: of, my, one of my final questions i got for you is, what's your scarf collection looking like?
4: Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I've got uh, quite a bit, specifically uh, MLS. I've got let's See, I got a couple of Atlanta United ones. I've got the Boxing Day one from Atlanta United. I think I've got a regular Atlanta United scarf. Uh, let me think. I've got uh, FC Dallas. I've got Houston Dynamo, uh, Philadelphia Union, um, let me think uh, I've got a U.S. Men's National. I think I have two U.S. Men's National Team ones Um, I've got a Juventus one i got a Barcelona one I've got quite a few I-, I need to I need to get one of those racks that you can just hang them on uh, what I really like to do is you know specifically for the podcast that I do is build my own little studio and just hang them up like it, some, uh, sometimes I see for these other podcasts or the other uh, shows uh, or radio shows that I see that's kind of the ultimate goal for me and then you know people will send me their scarves to uh display in the background but uh i think those are the ones i have i, I don't think i'm missing anyone uh portland timbers i think i have and um i might be oh uruguay i'm i'm uh, originally from uruguay so really I, think I got two or three uruguayan scarves uh which uh which i i hold dear to my heart
0: that is awesome so i'm going i'm gonna go ahead and guess uh, you don't have a tormenta fc one yet correct I, I don't. I don't.
4: Oh. I, I would love one. I oh. might, you know, I might, I might go ahead and see if I can't get one while I'm down there in, uh, in Statesboro.
0: Absolutely. I'll try the whisper <laughs> in uh, Darren's ear to see if he can get you there. You go. One. See if I can get one. Because one of the things I'm trying to get, you know, right now, I got, I got a scarf, but there's this teal blue uh, warm-up jersey that they have that I've been dying to get, but they're not in sale, so I'm trying to see my way <laughs> and see if I can get one. But yeah, well, I'll try. I'll try talking Darren, trying to see if I. Can get you and uh, Brandon one of those scars, man. But I uh, you know, really appreciate you hopping on real quick, you know, talking uh, Georgia soccer, and you know, this upcoming weekend. and really uh, appreciate it. Can't wait to see you this weekend.
4: Not a problem. Thank you for having me on. And I uh, hope, hope, hope we run into each other uh, this weekend. Oh,
0: definitely. I'll be uh, working <laughs> – I'll be uh, helping uh, try and direct in the booth and everything with you guys. Perfect. So I'll probably Perfect. be hanging around seeing you and Brandon quite a bit this weekend. Sounds good. All right. See ya that was uh, eric quintana of uh mouse out of the south and also dirty uh south soccer you can catch those over at sb nation south of the mouth being the official atlanta united uh, sb nation podcast and you know dirty uh south soccer also being one of the uh, sb nation blogs covering uh georgia soccer as well so check those out whenever you get the chance and welcome back to the sixth iteration of the Storm of the South radio show here on 91.9 The Buzz, WDGS, and also on SoundCloud for the podcast version. This is James Braswell, your lovely host, and we're going to be kind of wrapping things up today as we bring in our regular guest, David Ball, the Director of Franchise Development over at Tormented FC. David, how you doing?
3: Pretty good, James. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, hey, uh, it's always great having <laughs> you on. You know, getting able to talk about these events that are going on and everything. So, uh, David, laying
3: on I me, mean, what we got going on? Uh, well, this weekend we obviously got our Peachtree City Moba game tomorrow night at 7:30. It's an in-state rival game. Uh, they are a new team as well, just like Torments FC. Uh, they they just started this summer. Uh, We got that going on, and as well, we are hosting with the City of States for uh, uh, the Georgia State Cup Final Four. So that's going to be going on this weekend, having the opening ceremonies uh, during halftime of our game. So it should be a good time.
0: That is awesome. So what are some things that I should be expecting? Is Tormenta FC doing anything uh, in particular during those segments during uh, Saturday and uh, Sunday's events?
3: Uh, during Saturday and Sunday's event, we'll uh, we'll obviously be out there uh, rooting on the rooting on the guys, especially our uh, Savannah Storm Academy uh, there in the fi- uh, Final Four. But as far as uh, events and everything, I think we're just going to let our the Tormentus FC players kind of roam around this weekend, get to know you know the youth players uh, around the state that come here. So uh, so yeah, it should be uh, should be fun.
0: Awesome! Really excited to hear that. Man, it's gonna. I'm really excited about. Our uh, second home game, you know, especially I think, like we talked about last week, I think we're thinking about, you know, about five thousand. I'm I'm assuming I'm going to guess five thousand. That was my bold prediction, you know, everybody yeah. coming through and everything.
3: Oh yeah, five thousand people is definitely what uh what, what we're uh what we're shooting for, and I, I think I think we're going to get there. I, I do believe that.
0: Absolutely. Well, David, it was a pleasure having you on. Hope to uh, talk to you again soon.
3: All right. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. You have a good one.
0: No problem. Take care. Thank you. You too. And that was David Ball, the Director of Franchise Development here on 91.9 The Buzz. You know, just giving you a little bit more information about what's going on this weekend and everything. So, you know, Jordan, I mean, we haven't given our official predictions yet for uh, this weekend's game. So I think we should go ahead and, you know, at least, you know, go ahead and talk about that real quick. What's your prediction What's your official prediction for tomorrow's game against Peace Tree Moba?
1: All right, so we all know with my last prediction, I got a little too bold. A little
0: too bold. But you know
1: it happens. I uh, predicted three points, but unfortunately, three points came from the other team. So I'm gonna be a little bit more conservative, and that's rare for me to say because you know I'm I'm the bold man. So uh, I'm gonna go with a simple 1-0 one-zero Tormental win.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, simple, easy peasy. Um. Exactly. Uh, last game I went with the. Won the one tie, um, you know, not quite, you know, the amount of points, you know, that one scored and everything, uh, from either team, but you know, kind of looking this week, I'm also gonna go in a similar direction as Jordan, so I'm gonna go two to the zero, Tormenta FC over Peachtree City Moba. I
1: like it. I
0: like it. That's what I'm going for, and I think, you know, it's gonna be difficult. Uh, To shut them out and everything, but I think we can shut them out. I think we can get the two goals that we need. I think our team's, you know, working a little bit better, you know, in the passing department. You know, we went over the practice the other day. Uh, Their passing definitely looked much improved. Um, You know, still got some things to work on and everything, but I think. Um you know, I think they got a chance. I don't I'm not going to say it, I want to say it like that. You know they have a chance. I think they're going to win, you know, and everything so.
1: I'm going to go a little bit further. I think Tormenta for my prediction, I think Tormenta is going to score the only goal of the game within the first 15 minutes.
0: Within the first 15. That's really 15 bold. Minutes. Um cuz I'm think I'm thinking they're going to get one I don't think they're going to get one right off the bat. I think they're going to get one like first uh 25 minutes or so. All right. All right. I think they get it within the first 25 minutes uh, right in that ballpark. And the second goal is going to come around later towards the end. I'm going to say about the 75th minute, right around there. Um, so before we end, we want to discuss uh, one more uh, bit piece of, uh, you know, Georgia soccer names. Breaking yeah, more, news. You know, yeah, going more towards uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, today, here on the 2nd of June, um, we found out that uh, longtime Georgia Southern coach, Coach Kevin Kennedy, uh, resigned from his position as the head soccer coach over at Georgia Southern. Um, reasons being, it was nothing, he didn't get fired or anything. He resigned. Uh, it was family stuff. His wife got a new position over at Clemson. You know, Clemson was his wife's uh, alum. And he felt like it'd be, it was the right decision uh, to go over over to Clemson, let her be able to do her job that she's wanted to do and be able to work. Our alma mater, so I mean, you know, congrats to uh, Coach Kennedy's wife on you know the job. You know, we're gonna miss Coach Kennedy a lot. Yeah, you know, he, he brought a lot to Georgia Southern soccer. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting to see how everything you know develops. Um, technically, Coach Kennedy's still on the staff until June 30th. I'm guessing you know until they're able to uh, you know bring in a new coach. Uh, one of the things that Tom Kleinline uh, cited. Uh, was that they're going to be doing a national search and that the search, they're going to be picking out the best possible coach uh, for Georgia Southern. You know, we're a Sunbelt team. We're Division I soccer. Um, But my thing is, I don't think you don't, I don't think, I, I think a national search is necessary, but I think the answer to bringing in a new head coach for Georgia Southern might be a little bit closer than you think. Uh, Jordan might agree I'm not sure if he agrees with me on this or not but and this this might be a little bold but why not coach Ben all right Um, coach Ben frankly you know he's been around the block you know he's uh, coached been a head coach at VMI um, he's also served locally. You know, he's served as an assistant coach for Georgia Southern right. as well. So, I mean, you already got ties on that end. You know, he's already serving as a head coach for Tormenta FC. And I think, and I'm not sure um, what the deal is with that, if he can be a PDL head coach and also, you know, a university head coach as well. I know, you know, we have we have some, I've seen coaches like, you know, Mike Michael Chesler, you know, working over, Over in Utah, you know, being a coach over in that area for a university and, you know, he's being able to be a head assistant head coach over here. So I guess one of the big things is, you know, can he legally do that? uh, Number one. And if he is, you know, I mean, that's a good direction. He's already located here in Statesboro or, you know, in the Statesboro area. Um, I guess the only thing it would take away from is, you know, he's coaching. uh, He's helping coach with the Savannah Soccer Academy over there already. So I guess that'd be the thing it takes away from is, you know, him being able to coach some of these younger players. I I guess my big thing is, does he have the desire to come back into the college coaching game and being the head coach for Georgia? South? I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know if that's his desire or not. But, I mean, the opportunity is right there if, you know, like I said, legality, he's able to do it. And, you know, if he has the desire to do that,
1: you know. First off, I just wanna I want to give James some credit. I don't know how you managed to discover. Uh, if you guys aren't following James Braswell on Twitter, you need to. But uh, he posted a picture. Was it last night of uh, Georgia Southern looking for a new soccer coach?
0: Oh, oh I'm not. Sh- oh, I'm not sure. Like if it was an a- if they release because uh, last night. Um, I guess it was around. There was a job posting for the position. Brown around, around you know. I, th- I think it was uh yesterday morning, Wednesday morning, June 1st, there was a job posting for it. And I was kind of confused. I'm like, because I, I didn't see any news about it anywhere. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize Coach Kennedy resigned or, you know, got a new job or anything. So I'm looking around. I'm not seeing any news. I'm like, oh, oh, well, someone jumped the gun on that case, you know, and, you know, it's whatever on that front. But uh, I was, honestly, I was just looking, I was doing job searching on my own, because um, the website that I usually, you know, I'm, you know, still looking for video jobs and stuff like that in real world, outside the podcast, you know, so they'll have like a compilation of like NCAA jobs kind of posted up, so I'll look on there daily. And that was just one of the jobs posted up, I was like, oh. Well then. Surprise. Surprise. Um, so, you know, like we said earlier, we're going to miss uh, Coach Kennedy, like I said, brought a lot to the uh, soccer program here, George and brought a lot of long years you know being a coach uh within the socon era and now the sunbelt era and we're gonna miss him a lot so you know we thank coach kennedy for all he's done for george southern and our soccer program so you know it's gonna be really interesting where they decide to go what direction they go like we already said they're looking in national direction they're gonna be doing a national search you know you yeah, got coach ben frequently he might be an option i don't know if that's his desire or not but that's an area to look at if you know, if possible. So I'm
1: sure he'll be answering plenty of questions about it over the course of a week (laughs) Absolutely, this news breaking out.
0: uh, Absolutely. So we'll be seeing how everything, you know, lines up. So uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and end it on that note. Uh, We'll be seeing what Georgia Southern does in the next couple of weeks. But we expect you to be out over at Irk Russell Athletic Park for this matchup. Better be there. Better be there. Friday. Friday. Peachtree City MOBA. Tormenta FC, in-state rivalry. Let's go. We're excited. We we, we honestly are. 6,500 like, people. Yeah, like we said, we'll be out there. I'll be out there. I'm going to be giving away free tickets. I'm going to be walking around. You'll see me. You'll see this guy like, oh, that's James Brazel. I wonder if I can get a ticket from him. So, definitely come by. Definitely see us or see me. Um, I'll be giving away three free tickets. Three free. Three free. Three free.
1: And if he, if, he, if he doesn't give you a free ticket, just assault him and steal
0: him from him. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. I, I have a long weekend ahead of me. <laughs>
2: All
0: right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap things up, guys. So thank you for listening in. You're listening to the Storm of the South radio show here on 91.9 The Buzz WVGS here in Statesboro, Georgia, and also on SoundCloud for the podcast version. So long and good night.